This podcast replay is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Check out the retail store in Miami Gardens at 5150 Northwest 167th Street. Plenty of cigar gear and a relaxing lounge. This is a Perdomo way. Alf is in the house when your offense is more accomplished unit six than one. Um, then you have the responsibility to be consistent and perform in big games. The system is great. The operation is not. 100%. 100%. It's just after the lack of organization. You know what I mean? It's it's just, it's disturbing. You know, you want to have all this motion. Well, dude, you better coach them up and be clean. So if you can't handle the motion, then don't do it. And if you want to have these plays that are, you've heard them out. They're like eight sentences long. Man, get it in on time. So the quarterback can come to the line with 8, 10, 12 seconds left, look around on the defense, adjust, make a, you know, whatever. He knows maybe the play is not a good one. You can, you know, opt out of that one, and 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 the, and I'm sure he has a check with me system, so he'll get to opt out into the next one. But if you get it in late, you can't adjust your, your protections. You can't change the plays. You know, you, you've got to be a cleaner head coach, man. And the penalties, the pre-snap penalties, wow, they he they lessened this year, but then they reared their ugly heads in the Kansas City game like crazy. And that's the kind of shit that just it's it's what you're saying, Alf. The operation is not, there is no organization for Mike McDaniel. You know, when you're standing there on, on the Buffalo sidelines two years ago and you don't know what down it is, like you're the head coach, dude. That shit can't happen, man. So you're a thousand percent right. This podcast replay is brought to you by Caneswear.com. For all your Canes, Dolphins, and Heat needs, visit them at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. Free shipping with online orders over $99. Go to Caneswear.com at Miami Fanware. That's the spot where South Florida fans shop. Dolphins Conversation. Since the Miami Dolphins hired defensive coordinator Anthony Weaver, he was the D-line coach and the associate head coach for the Baltimore Ravens since 2021. And I got to tell you, the the whole thing about hiring Anthony Weaver, so many of you have missed the point. And the point is... Anthony Weaver is going to be fine, dude. I'm not worried about Anthony Weaver whatsoever. I wasn't worried about Fangio. He did a terrific job overall. I get the Tennessee thing is going to be a sore spot for, for all of us. But overall, the shortcomings of the Dolphins weren't the defense. Oh, by the way, the year before, I'm going to stay consistent. Josh Boyer was not the problem. So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of chatter, a lot of writing, a lot of social media posts. You got people talking about it on television and debating it on this show and talking about it on that show and all that stuff. Anthony Weaver will be just fine. That has nothing to do with the issues with the Miami Dolphins. The issues with the Miami Dolphins, 
two years ago was Mike McDaniel. The issues with the Dolphins this past year was Mike McDaniel. And the issue that we need to resolve going into 2024 is Mike McDaniel. It's Mike McDaniel and his undisciplined team. It's Mike McDaniel and his unorganized offense. It's Mike McDaniel and his inconsistent play calling. So I'm not exactly sure what the big deal is about debate whether Anthony Weaver is going to do well or he's not or this or that or what kind of defense he runs or will he adjust or will he be more like Fangio or will he be a guy that will adjust with what's going on? Who gives a shit? Because my issue with the Miami Dolphins right now is the head coach and his offense. I had no problems with Josh Boyer. I have no problems with Vic Fangio overall. And I know I'm not going to have a problem pretty much with Anthony Weaver. So I'm not exactly sure what the big deal is. Okay? Because the issues have not been resolved yet. And it wasn't defensive coordinator. It wasn't defensive coordinator two years ago. It wasn't defensive coordinator last year, and it won't be defensive coordinator this year. Okay. So let's get this shit straight, and let's stop wasting time and dicking around and talking about things that make absolutely no sense. Oh, how will they, how will Weaver use this, that? What, what are you worried about? They will have enough talent on defense. They will be fine on defense. Will Mike McDaniel stay with the run when he's supposed to? Can he get a goddamn play in on time so his quarterback and his offense can actually be prepared? Will they screw it up on third downs and commit pre-snap penalties? Will he win a challenge? You know, there's a lot of issues, and they're all on offense. And by the way, the head coach kept around Danny Crossman. So let's talk about those issues, not the Anthony Weaver silliness that I've been watching and listening to the last couple of days. Anthony Weaver will be more than competent to do this job. Okay? More than competent. He'll be fine. I'll predict that he's actually going to do a good job, and it won't mean shit. Just like whatever Fangio did didn't mean shit. Whatever Boyer did didn't mean shit because what Boyer did didn't mean anything when Mike McDaniel doesn't know what down it is in a playoff game against the Bills. So let's stop with all the silliness you know, it's kind of like what we let's throw this out there to keep you like busy when, uh, when you're not really focusing on the issues. And the issues are not on defense. The issues are all on offense and with the head coach. So that's my opinion on Anthony Weaver. I'm not worried one goddamn bit about Anthony Weaver. Anthony Weaver has nothing to do with the issues here. 
just like everyone else. Okay? That's on defense. So let's stop with the silliness. <sighs> this podcast replay is brought to you by Orvieto's Awards and more. For 35 years, providing everything from plaques to laser and UV printing. They do all their engraving and printing in-house for quality control. Call Charles at 305-949-8098 or visit them at Orvieto'sAwards.com. Orvieto's Awards and more, where recognition is rewarding. Oh, what do you think? Miami got third place match for the World Cup and seven matches in total. Kudos to Ross. He might not know how to manage the Dolphins, but he knows how to bring entertainment to the Rock. Yeah, no, that that's uh, Tom Garfinkel is the man. Give Stephen Ross credit for hiring and keeping Tom Garfinkel around. That's the that's the effing man right there. Okay, he he, great owners find the right people and delegate authority. Everything that goes on in Hard Rock, yes, Stephen Ross gets the love because he's the owner and he supports. But it's Tom freaking Garfinkel, bro. Let, let's not get this shit, you know, twisted in any way possible. Tom Garfinkel is a stud and a half. Okay? Not a stud. Tyreek Hill is a stud. All right? Tom Garfinkel is a stud and a half. Not a stud, stud and a half. They don't make a lot of those. I don't know if you've noticed that. Stud and a half is Tom Garfinkel. Lots of studs in the world, but studs and a half? Eh. The, the Lord only wanted to make a couple of those, and Tom Garfinkel is one of them. That's the man, bro. That's why that stadium is so convenient and beautiful now, easier to get out of, easier to come in and out of with the bridges and the, the tunnels and the, 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 uh, the, the, what is it? The club center, the roof, you, you got the tennis tournament, you got the F1, you got a damn hospital on the, on the, you got, you got a Baptist health on the facility. Brand new, beautiful practice facility. I can't say enough about Tom Garfinkel, bro. They're, they don't make people like that dude. That, that's just rare to find the guy that just understands business and sports and is able to mix it the way he has. And all that stadium has done and the entire organization has gotten better since they added Tom Garfinkel. Notice it. It's all Tom Garfinkel, dude. It's truly amazing. Got to give that dude some, some monster, monster love. Plus, he's a classy guy, too. Tom Garfinkel. Absolute ass kicker. And a stud and a half. He's got a half a stud on everybody else pretty much in the world. That's pretty impressive. This podcast replay is brought to you by Welton Rayom. Call for a free consultation. 954-966-4646. At Welton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. Welton Rayom handles property damage claims due to a hurricane. Welton Rayom can help. 954-966-4646. As for the cap crisis, 
There is no cap crisis. Okay, folks, there is no cap crisis. I get it. Some in the media need clicks. Some in the media need views. And they've got to create sensationalism whenever they can. Okay? I'm not about sensationalism. Okay? I might shock you with something, but it's because it comes from fact and what, or what's actually going on in the building that sometimes people don't know what's going on in the building, but we got to kind of straighten that shit out sometimes. Okay? Uh, for me, I... I look at this situation and um, the cap situation for me is very manageable. Is it a challenge? Yes. But it's not, the cap is not the problem. Okay. The problem is the challenge. See, that's where, that's where the language mis, mis, uh, misinforms you, misdirects you. And then makes you an uninformed fan. Oh, we got cap issues. No, they don't. They've got so many places they're going to open up cap space. The challenge is keeping Van Ginkle to keep you afloat while you wait for Phillips and Chubb. Okay? The challenge is making sure that you agree to deals with Rob Hunt and Connor Williams. Okay? The challenge is just re-signing people and getting down to the numbers and all that kind of stuff. It's it's actually trying to figure things out going into next season, but it's not a problem money-wise because people tell you it's cap hell. They have no cap hell next year whatsoever. None. It's very manageable, the numbers. Now, the challenge to find certain talent, you don't have a third, you don't have a fourth. That makes, again, another challenge for you like last year's draft where you didn't have as many picks, and so you get less cracks at college football. So that makes a challenge. And then in free agency, you will be able to do something in free agency. You will have some flexibility, but where do you go in that area? And who's available? We still don't know who's going to be available. We don't know who's going to be tagged, who's not. There's still stuff that we need to find out. But the part that I just want to make sure I reiterate, there is no cap hell. Okay? Or whatever adjective they want to try to describe cap. The cap is easily managed. The challenge is is the side of the talent and unearthing that talent. Now, they've been terrific at unearthing talent on a consistent basis, which, again, because of sensationalism, you know, at that moment, let's write a panic article. At the moment, let's do a panic piece on television, on, on a podcast, or whatever the hell, because let's not put all the facts in. Let's not say, hey, they do find other players undrafted street free agents, free agents. They do find guys that are gems, right? They do bring a Raheem Mostert, and he led the NFL. And they found a Zach Sealer, who who played as good or maybe even better than Christian Wilkins this year, right? So they do find guys. They find an Andrew Van Ginkle in the fifth round, right? I know Cater Kohu had a horrible year. But he was a good find two years ago, and hopefully the kid will get back and maybe they'll play a style that's better suited for him 
this year? I don't know. But it happens all the time, and we don't mention it. At least, Well, I mention it. What I'm saying is people that talk to you about the challenge, they don't mention these kind of things, right? Because it, it, it then counter... It's counterproductive to their sensationalistic article, sensationalistic piece on television, uh, whatever rant they have on radio or some podcast. However it is, you get your form of information. But why I'm going to make it all sensationalistic and make it desperate because that's what you want to hear. But I'm not going to then tell you and walk you off the ledge and tell you, hey, there's, oh, it's cap hell. But I'm not going to tell you that you can get rid of X's salary in June. You're going to get rid of Ogba's salary. You're going to Christian Wilkins is not re-signing with the team. You're going to uh, give two a new contracts. So you're going to open up another 15, 16, 18 million dollars there in space. Uh, Cedric Wilson's not coming back. That's six million more that that you you had against the cap last year. You're not having this year. It, it, there's so many areas. Okay. You're, if you want to go after Derrick Henry like I want, you eliminate the $2 million salary from, from Wilson. That's more salary there. And so it just – they tell you all this, but then they refuse to tell you all the other things that really it's not Capel. Really, they actually do find talent in other places. It's not just the draft, and it's not just free agency. Sometimes it's street free agency. Sometimes it's undrafted free agents. Sometimes it's a trade. You know what I mean? But some they don't seem to actually talk about that. They just want to tell you that it's going to be terrible because that's what sells. That's what's going to get you to click. Oh, my God, we're going into cap hell. Oh, my God, it's, uh, it's, the, it's the Bermuda Triangle of cap. That's what sells. I don't do this shit for that, bro. I don't. I don't need to. And I refuse to. I've never done it that way. I've never done it at QAM. I never did it at 940 wins. I never did it at 790. I was there before it was the ticket or anything like that, by the way. It's 30, 30 something years ago. Um, what's it called? Uh, I never did it at 640. Uh, where else have I done radio? I mean, you know, all over. And I won't do it here. Not doing that. Just call it like I see it and that's it. Instead of what sells, what kind of dramatic thing can we add to this? Yeah, not my style. This podcast replay is brought to you by Cutter's Edge Total Landscape Solutions. With decades of experience here in South Florida, Cutter'sEdge.com provides fantastic results. Call 954-472-0622. Adolfo, thank you for the love on the super chat, sir. Uh, Big O, in a fast car kind of way, can you explain the process of calling a play so we can understand why Coach D is failing the team and why he's so slow and unorganized? I'm just a fan. Well, my brother, he sees what's going on, right? And you've got to have an idea of what the next play call is, whether it's second and three or second and seven. And you've got to have an instant thing you know, it's got to come to mind on your play sheet how you're attacking them right away. You got to see how the defense is playing. You got to understand this corner got injured. That backup corner just came in. The defensive end that holds the point. 
just twisted his knee. He's out. The backup end is in. How does that change the play call I'm doing? It's second and three. Do I call a pass play or do I call a run against that guy right now on the end, at the right end? What do I do? But you got to have that answer right away. One of the things that I've noticed about Mike McDaniel, you have too. Um, uh, um, uh, um, uh, you takes too much fucking time to even give me a damn answer. Well, um, uh, um, uh, do I use this play? Do I use that play? Do I use this play? Do I use that play? Okay, let me send it in. Orange four, seven right, Q, 46, on six. So, you know, you're sending in a play, and that's a short one. That probably takes, you know, eight seconds to call out, and then you, you've you only got a certain amount. So you were um, uh, um, uh, uh, deciding on what play to call already, and then um, uh, um, uh, once you decide, you send it um, uh, 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 to Tua, and then Tua gets it, and when he comes to the line, there's five seconds left. There's eight seconds left. And he doesn't have time to see if the defense adjusts to whatever the, the lineup comes. Because once the lineup breaks, the defense reads you, and then they come apart. And then you've got to then decipher as a quarterback what the hell is going on. But if they send in the play late, it's hard to adjust the protections. It's hard to adjust the, the play call because you only have a check with me. So if you don't have time, then you got to run the play that you kind of know is going to fail already. This makes no sense. So he's got to get his shit straightened out, man. There is no issue bigger this offseason than Mike McDaniel. Sorry, got to adjust the stuff here so i love i hope that that explains it to you but that that shit's got to get fixed 